Hello, it's me, Ruma. This is my podcast, Getting Effie. You're my little effers, and we are closing up of Week Ten, Season Twenty Two, All Stars United States Big Brother CBS. And as we've discussed, my darlings, Nicole was H O H all week, and well, you all know how I feel about. Her deviated septum and all her nasal twang type of voice. It's just a little bit nauseating, and it's not just me, darlings. It's everybody else in the world. Well, at least everybody else that I see following Big Brother in the United States and the UK and Canada. So there, okay. Anyway, darlings. She was HOH and she was full of herself all week, basically claiming that she's the best player ever around. It was ridiculous. She and Cody are so full of themselves. Cody is really working it and she is the dom-dom that's falling for it. Now, darlings, is this ridiculous or is this ridiculous? Okay. Enzo who played before and everybody likes me, literally tells everybody, everybody likes me because I like everyone. I like everyone. Everyone likes me because I like everyone. Um, okay, I guess I'd be like, well, that means you have a lot of people that like you and would vote for you when you are final two. But these people are so narcissistic that they don't even think beyond their, their selves. It's really funny. I mean, it, it's absolutely hilarious. So Enzo has never been on the block. And guess who else has never been on the block? The uh, other Italian stallion. Well, Enzo's not an Italian. Enzo's like, you know, out to pasture, basically. I mean, he's in his 40s and he acts like he's 14. And, well, his best mate in the game is the other Italian, and we call him the Italian Stallion Stud Quote, who is, <laughs> I mean, he's just gonna win, y'all. I mean, and don't you love how I said you all? Because this is the whole thing with Big Brother. So many people say that, y'all, and it's pretty good, because how else are you gonna say everyone or you all, I guess, but it is easier to say y'all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but you know what I mean. Okay, so, darlings, I know, I digress, as always. So, darlings, it is hilarious that this bloke has never been on the block. Can you believe that he's been able to go this far, final five at this point, and he's never been on the block. So these two Jersey Boys Alliance have never been on the block. I mean, these narcissistic goofballs. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what in the world they're thinking about never putting up these two blokes. So, I mean, they're very good at the game, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't like certain things about them, but they are the best players because they're the most manipulative and they've been able to go all the way to the end. And I have said, I think I said it my first week, that they'll probably be final two, but we'll see. We still have to see. Okay, so with Nicole's noms, she put up Christmas, crazy Christmas, and Memphis, the dodgy douche, 
that I call them. And well, we, we all knew this. I basically told you all that it's for sure going to be Memphis and he was going to for sure go home. And there wasn't a lot of campaigning because everybody kind of knows at this point, there's only five left. Everybody will figure out who the target is. And there's just not a lot of campaigning. But there was a little bit of noticeable display of Christmas feeling extremely comfortable. And the Jersey Boys definitely talked about that. Definitely Cody got wind that there was like Memphis was thinking about coming up with a final three with Nicole. Nicole ran back and told him right away. And so we saw this on the program tonight on Thursday of this little meeting, but Nicole went right to Cody right away. It wasn't like Cody would know it. I mean, I don't even know what these people are thinking. Like, do they really think to themselves, oh, that person's not working with that person, or that person isn't out to get me. Everybody's out to get you. You never should feel comfortable in this game. I mean, it's, I wouldn't trust anybody, not one person, even if I had my final two, which I would, because I am very able to read people. You know, some might even say I'm a bit psychic. So I would definitely know what's going on and who's lying to me. I'm very good at reading people's body language. So I would think that it's, you know, very obvious, but they're always like shocked, like, Oh, maybe this person's got something with this person. Of course they do. They're together all the time and they're in each other's, you know, all the rooms and they sleep next to each other. Of course they have something going with that ex, you know, other house guest. People are like, they, their brain goes to mush or something. Anyway, darlings, I digress. Let me take a little microdose. Mm. Lovely. Now, darlings, the ice cream man came by today. Yes, he did. And his little bell goes off. And you can't really hear it because it's New York City. And it's funny. It's so funny. Now, I have heard it when I've been right there, like outside my building. I've actually heard the little ice cream truck. And he really has a little creepy jingle on his truck. Like, well, the creepy little ice cream man that's really a clown that kills people. I mean, we just laugh all the time. But my wonderful doorman alerted me and I went out and I got my supplies for, well, some might say it's a month. But I think it will last me about three weeks, two weeks, whatever. Got my little tasty edibles. So hopefully I can pay attention more. Now, darlings... That basically proves to you that I have attention deficit disorder because I went off on a tangent and I'm telling you that I'm going to take a microdose. But I did just take it, so it will kick in, darlings. Okay, so we know that Nicole is, of course, is HOH. I've said this like five times already. And we know that Vito was played. Oh, my bloody hell. Now, I've already told you all this nonsense, but I didn't know what the Vito game or competition, shall we say, was. And so it was the comic competition. That is hilarious. And I think I mentioned that in my previous podcast about the beginning of the week, but I didn't know the details of it. And the details are this, my darlings. 
Nicole, as I mentioned, won. Bloody hell. She has control of the whole week. So she's feeling (laughs) twice as much full of herself as she was in the beginning of the week. And we all know she was ridiculously full of herself. So she did win the whole power of the house, you know, the whole range. Now, I always wonder a bit when it's a clock that you can't see and the individually timed by production and then they come out and they figure out who it is, you know, who's the winner. Because it's a little shocking that some people will get like 30 minutes and then Nicole gets like 11 minutes. I mean, come on. Bloody hell, I, that's, if you're gonna basically cheat, cause I, I don't even, I don't even believe that. I can't imagine that she did that good. I, and, you know, maybe she did win fair and square, but I, I don't. I really wonder. Because I do think that that's where production could have a little, you know, a, make a little move. But now they didn't do that with Kesa, but we know that she's totally loved by production because I do think that she mentioned before, that I mentioned before at the previous podcast, and she mentioned that she has an agent, and I believe that there's some sort of significance with the agent. They probably are the same agents that cast people on Big Brother and work with Big Brother, and so I believe that's all tied in why she continues to have chances. Now, this is just my theory. It could be complete bollocks, or I could have beyond something, darlings. But it's always surprising how much they adore her. And she has had lots and lots of shows wrapped around her. So, you know, I mean, there's been at least five or six shows this season, and we're on week 10, at the end of week 10. So it's been pretty, like, obvious that they favor her. And so... Anyway, she did win the HOH and she won the veto, so she had complete reign of the house. And we do know that she put up Christmas and Memphis. And there wasn't a lot of campaigning because they basically, you know, know who's the bigger threat, who should we get out. And of course, Nicole, being the HOH, has dictated that she really wants Memphis out because he was the bigger threat. But really, I think it has a lot to do with Nicole does not. She gets a pin in her bonnet and he put her up. Remember when she was up against Danny with the triple eviction? And well, she doesn't let go of her vendettas. Now, that's pretty funny because she wonders why all her non-fans, people that don't like her much on the internet, keep on repeating stuff. Well, and just like I keep on bringing up stuff, old stuff, well, you don't let go of Vandettas, do you, darling? So that's pretty funny. But anyway, she's definitely wanting to get Memphis out. She is telling the boys, you know, the Jersey boys this, and well, Enzo sees that these two, Christmas and Nicole, could definitely start, you know, combining, working with something. And he keeps on telling Cody that. Cody's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, because Cody's so aware of his, you know, 
unbelievable charm that he knows that he has a final two with Nicole and he just feels very comfortable. Also, there was how it edited for the show this evening, which is basically BS, my people. I mean, it's just BS. I mean, but they always make more of the way they want to spin it. There was like one second of him hearing about this whole conversation that Memphis had with Christmas. I think Memphis might have even told Cody. I'm not even sure. But I do know that like Enzo told Cody and he was like, oh yeah, we definitely have to get Memphis out because he's gunning for me. At this point, everybody should be gunning for everybody that shouldn't be new news whatsoever so and memphis has a bad back and he's a douche and well i don't think he has anybody that really likes him in the jury so i mean he would be a pretty good person to go to final two with especially like if christmas tried to do that and so she's devastated that memphis is gonna go home and he's the person that's gonna be evicted this week and so there wasn't a lot of that discussion. I mean, it was a little bit here and there, and and Enzo would flip back and forth. Enzo would get something, and he'd be talking about it like, "Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm going to go and tell Nicole that we should keep Christmas. I think I think we should. No, I think we should actually keep Enzo. Yes, let's. No, I mean, let's keep let's keep uh Memphis. Yes, let's keep Memphis." I mean, he, the guy doesn't even know how much brown nosing he does. He can't even keep it straight. If he says that he's going to go do something, he always backs out. He pussies out. He has no balls. I said it weeks ago. He's no ball. Enzo. So he basically tries to kind of go up and say, oh, I think maybe we should keep Memphis. This would be better for our game because he kind of thought that maybe there would be a final two with Christmas and Xmas. Well, Nicole is like, no, Memphis is our target. He's the better player. And of course, you know, Enzo does not really fight with it. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's what I was thinking, too. Oh, he just said one thing, and then you say the other thing. I mean, he's such a smoozer. You know what he's like? He's like a used car salesman. But these bloody fools go for it. They all agree with him, you know. They're all like, oh, you're so funny, Enzo. You're so funny. Anyway, so that's the goal to keep Christmas and to evict Memphis. And as the week is going on, Cody feels a little but hurt, he said, because Christmas is so comfortable that she's staying that she doesn't even campaign to him. What do you want? Do you want I mean at this point in the game, what what is there? I mean, you want her to beg for you to keep her? I mean, it's just ridiculous. This kid is so much like kiss the ring, I'm the dawn. You know, hang on. Get get a hold of yourself. You're not all that. I mean, come on. If Christmas chooses that she doesn't want to beg for your vote, and it's obvious that you're going to keep her, I mean, I I understand, you know. Why would you bother? I mean, it, it, it looks so dodgy anyway. And, well, darlings, a little something went up. Now, the internet, or, well, the social media of Big Brother, kind of went crazy about this. There was a lot of flirting between Memphis and Christmas. And do you remember, in the beginning of the game, just even a week ago, Memphis discussed a lot about his 
Um, I think his girlfriend, I'm trying to think of her name, Dominique or something. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. Okay. So he has been talking a lot about his Dom and Christmas talks a lot about, I don't even know her boyfriend's name. I, I don't, I, I mean, let me think of a douche name and like somebody that she would go for. I, I don't even know. Maybe Jay or something. I mean, I don't know. Sorry to all the Jays that aren't douchebags. I'm just trying to think of something that she, some type of name that sounds like they lift weights. <laughs> so anyway, she's been talking about her boyfriend a lot. He talks about his girlfriend a lot. And all of a sudden, darlings, they stop talking about the significant others that much especially this week barely talked about the significant others well everyone's going crazy because there's a lot of little you know little things that you you put your eye up now do you remember i closed uh you know at the end of my podcast last week i was telling you how i didn't get this bloody picture that i wish i would have got with memphis's head being in christmas's spread eagle crotch now she had shorts on get your get your head out of the gutter darlings but you know she she was it looked funny and i went to grab my camera and of course i missed it because now they're editing feeds and they don't leave anything up there but i was like oh it's nothing i mean it just looked funny and i thought it would be cheeky funny to take a picture of it well, I don't know. There's some other things that have gone on. And if you follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, you'll see all my little cheeky tweets, all my videos, all my little cheeky pictures that I take with captions. And I feel you in. It's basically a visual podcast. And so you can follow along. It's fun. I mean, if your children do not know naughty words, go ahead because I, you know, I, I don't spell them properly. I make sure that I try to disguise them, be my little cheeky self and get my point across. Now, there are, there is some like maybe, I don't know, a little bit of provocative wording. So you might want to monitor it. But, you know, I do know that there's probably younger people looking at my pictures Anyway, nothing like provocative in any type of nudity or sexually motivated, anything like that, darling. I'm thinking more of like wording. I My language might be a little bit uh, not enticing for children to hear, you know. And it's, and like I said, I make up my own words, but you basically know what they mean. And it sounds phonetically like the real word, but I spell it a little different. And you might not want your little babies to learn those words. They don't need to be calling their teacher, you know, some of the language that I use. That wouldn't be very nice now, would it? So I just thought I'd let you know that. But overall, it's pretty PG. And well, I I think I recently saw PG movie and I was surprised. I guess even on regular mainstream now, they can use the F word once or something in a show. I was surprised. But I mean, really, what are 
swear words. I mean, they're, they're really just words that I'm made up. I mean, it's pretty funny that we can't say certain things because it's not appropriate and it's considered a swear word. Anyway, darlings, once again, I digress. Obviously, my microdose did not kick in very well. Maybe I should have another one. Mm, mm, much better. I think I can stop feeling my brain working a little bit. So... There was this, you know, just a, a dis it, there was a lot of buzz about these two getting together in a romantic sense. And I mean, people were like this. I know it's true love. And after the show, they're going to be together. But b believe me, everybody says also they belong together. That's what everyone's saying. Oh, these two belong together. And I'm telling you, they do. It's type A douchebag with type B douchebag. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's so much for each other. I mean, come on. It's the obnoxious, micro-aggressive Christmas with all her horrible adjectives describing POC. And, well, it's the douchebag Memphis who was like a bully. He was a bully to Ian, making fun of autism and making fun of Ian. He was a bully to David, and he just had really hatred towards David. I mean, that's what it appears to us. Now, Memphis is going to come out and say, oh, no, that's strong. No, you all misunderstood it. Well, we know what we see and what we hear. So bugger off, you stupid ignorant, microaggressive, and bully douchebags. Anyway, darlings, so there was a lot of flirting, a lot of embracing, you know, hugging long periods of time, and there was one evening where she, like, was acting goofy. Maybe she had a couple drinks or something, because every once in a while, Pop TV gives them drinky poos, and so maybe she had a few drinks. I'm not really sure. But there was this, like, you know, scuffling about and, like, running to his bed and then, and then whispering in his ear and then going to her bed and acting lots of flirtation. And they've come up with a system of talking about things that aren't really what they are. It's like their own language. Like, and, and there was, like, weird little things, like, she would talk about her shower chair and that she doesn't use her shower chair. But then she kind of said that she likes to use it. And she's like alluding to sex. It's just a bizarre thing. I'm Everybody on the internet that's talking about Big Brother is definitely saying that there's something going on. Now, I've been like, I, I don't know if there's something going on or not. I mean, they both have significant others. People are saying, oh, it's definitely going on. And, you know, I have some videos and I have pictures and you guys can decide of course we'll decide after the show if there's anything that comes up of it now I don't think there will be anything coming up of it except someone posted and it was a very reliable source posted that he went to Memphis's so-called girlfriend at the time that she deleted all his, her, his pictures off of her page and is not in a relationship with him anymore. So I don't know you all. I'm not really sure what it is. 
what's been going on. Now, not Xmases, but I don't really go to any of it. I don't, I've never been to Memphis's pages or gone to his girlfriend's pages or whatever. So I have no idea. This is like tea from like five or six people and whatever, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, I know that they're, when I'm watching feeds, uh, they're flirting, but like nothing really that scandalous. And I've never really seen that much. I mean, I've seen some things that I would be like, well, I wouldn't be happy if that was my husband, but because they're not married to people, I'm, I didn't really see a big deal, but everybody else definitely did that I follow on social media. So about Big Brother. And so, um, there also was, and of course, I don't know if there's anything with Christmas's boyfriend. And I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't, I didn't really see that much going on. I did see this like flirting and glances and they have this like secret language and they're, they're definitely like, Christmas whispers in his ear and she's like, I can't wait until we're out of this house and I can tell you what I'm thinking. So the, I mean, there's definitely something going on. I mean, it's not appropriate. I wouldn't stay with my bloke if I saw him flirting with her. But if it was like a husband that you had lots of time with, I mean, I'd be like pissed off at him. He'd be in the doghouse for maybe a week or two, but I wouldn't go through the whole rigmarole and break up with him for this, you know, because he would probably lie and say nothing was going on. Anyway, darling, so that was pretty funny that was going on throughout the week, and there was definitely, like, he was much nicer to her. Oh, Also, like, she'll say something and he'll be like, oh, you're driving me crazy. You know, like, she'll be like, oh, this is my smaller bikini. I'm wearing my smaller bikini. And, you know, this is different than this bikini. And she's doing little things like that. And he's like, oh, stop. You're, you're driving me crazy here, you know. So, I mean, he's like alluding that that turns him on, whatever. So there definitely is inappropriateness. Maybe I'm being too nice about it. But you know what I mean. I mean, it doesn't affect anything in the game. So there's that going on. And Christmas knows she's safe. She goes up and makes a final two type of thing with Nicole. You know, they have a discussion. Christmas is like, I will take you, you take me. I mean, really, we have the best odds in the sense of like being very equal. We have equal amount of enemies, whatever. I think that Nicole would win over Christmas. Final would be number one. But Christmas seems to think that she's done nothing nothing wrong in the game. She doesn't think she has any enemies, which is so hilarious because we all know she's been quite awful and microaggressive. So that's about it at the end of the week. You know, that closes us off. The only thing is, is that it was absolutely hilarious. Now I told you about the comic veto competition. And it was hilarious because remember I told you I didn't know the details about it? Well, of course, we find out the details about it on Wednesday. And the details were, you know, the comic and they have those pictures of superheroes and everybody becomes a superhero. And well, 
It was so hilarious because Nicole, she is the superhero, which is called the serial killer. I mean, that was hilarious, okay? And she's looking her usual self, and Janelle is the bombshell. She is the blonde bombshell. So, of course, Janelle looks gorgeous, and she looks hideous, and that's Nicole. And Nicole was very upset about it, and they had this on the show. It was pretty funny. I mean, she was saying, oh, of course, there has to be a good-looking girl, and there has to be an ugly girl, and there has to be an ugly... Why am I always the ugly one? Well, I mean, you know, ugly, ugly, I'm not really sure, darling, but all I know is that you don't hold a candle to Janelle, and, well, I thought it was very appropriate. And now, darlings, I'm not the only one that thinks about all these things, because obviously even production did that, and it was a little bit hilarious that they would make her the serial killer she's wearing her serial box remember the sloppy serial box that she had to wear for a week and she's the serial killer and the and in the and janelle is the bombshell bye-bye bombshell you know and it was so funny and there was this kesar was king kesar and that had something to do with the following hoh for the week 11 that we'll discuss later and well he was king kesa and do you remember i mentioned that christmas had to say uh, you know not so nice about how kesa had the four pack you know or you know six pack or something and well she was like oh he had a dead body in real life and then they give him a six pack and of course christmas is like psycho crazy christmas and she she thought that, that was great like that meant that she was some sort of competition beast okay christmas once again you're delusional and well there was the meow meow superhero and that was of course enzo and cody was the dum dum superhero and Memphis, I don't even get it. I don't, I don't even know. He was like the bartender superhero, whatever. Wasn't that exciting? And well, all the good superheroes were all the people that were evicted. So that was pretty funny. And it was a good little FU to the remaining cast. And as I've mentioned several times that we know that Nicole had complete reign of the house because she won that veto. And so we come to the end of the week and, well, eviction day comes. And, of course, as we've discussed, Memphis was voted out. Farewell, douchebag. And now, darlings, the thing about Memphis is I have to give him, what, I don't know, one penny. I'm not even going to give him two cents. But, okay, he gets his one penny and that would be that he wasn't a spoilt sport he went out like a gentleman. He said goodbye. He didn't throw anyone under the bus. And he met with Julie. The thing that I thought was very strange was every single week, Julie has been wearing a mask. And the house guests have to wear a mask. And this time, Julie did not have a mask on. And I found that very peculiar because I'm trying to figure out if that is some sort of political statement because, well, we know that Donald Trump, our president, 
had COVID, a positive COVID test with along with the first lady and their son. I'm not going to get into all the politics, but I found it interesting that Julie decides to not wear a mask today. And we all know that you really have to wear a mask, people. It's, you know, every physician that I've ever spoken to says, don't listen to any of the other malarkey. Listen to me. And that's like over 200 physicians that I have interviewed in my lifetime. At least, I mean, I've interviewed probably 800. But in the last maybe two years, I've interviewed two hundred doctors and I'm telling you they all say wear a mask wear eye covers if it's sunglasses regular glasses clear glass something in case somebody spits and they're not wearing a mask and it doesn't travel into your eye wear a mask to you know so a shield for your eyes a mask to cover your nose and your lips and darlings I mean I always tell people Wear your little ear pods for your phone or listen to music when you're out and about just because you really want to cover up any openings in your head that could potentially go into your bloodstream. Now, those are just effy wisdom. I'm just offering it up to you all. You don't have to be upset at me. I'm just telling you I was surprised that Julie wasn't wearing a mask right after Donald Trump kind of made his statement, took off his mask and was dancing on the stage feeling good. And well, I thought that was a little strange because she's been wearing a mask for 10 weeks now. And all of a sudden she didn't. Memphis had his mask on. Like I mentioned, he went out very politely and he is headed to jury. So my darlings, that brings us to a close of week 10, I'm very looking forward to discussing with you about week 11, which starts basically right after eviction. And we will discuss who won HOH for week 11 and who won veto. And we'll discuss the final four in the game. And darlings, only about 12 days left in the game. That will bring us to a close. But lovelies, I'm going to also cover Big Brother Canada. Are you crazy, Rumor? Yes, I am crazy. We all know that. I'm a little crazy, but I'm a cheeky little fun bit crazy, not psycho crazy like I need a rubber room like other people we've discussed. But, you know, yes, I'm going to do the Big Brother Canada. Now, I want you to know, I'll probably do my podcast a little different because I know a lot of people aren't going to actually see what and who I'm talking about with feeds and with the show. A lot of people don't get Canada TV or whatever. So, I mean, you can, of course. I think you can probably even look at the stuff later on YouTube. But I will be covering that. And I'll try to be more detailed in describing people. Keeping a not so intimate opinion about them. But more of a standoff opinion of being able to stand back and tell you about each one. Just so you'll be able to get a full 
decision of on your own who you like and who you don't like are the cast members of Canada. So I'm excited about that. We'll probably have a break for about a month because I don't think it comes on now for about until like January 1st or something. So I will, you know, I'll keep you updated on that. I'll have some Effie Wisdom podcasts and that will be pretty fun, you all. I'm definitely going to, don't you love how I'm using the you all? It's because I'm watching Big Brother and they say it all the time. It's so funny that I'm using that term. But I will be telling you all that we will, you know, just effy wisdom and some fun stuff and cheeky stories about myself and some fun little ghost stories. So it, it should be really fun. So, darlings, that brings me to a close. This is Rumor. You're listening to Getting Effy. You're my darling little effers. And I will speak to you next time which will be in about two days. Cheers, my darlings. Now remember, take care of yourself. Wear a bloody mask. Well, don't wear a bloody mask. Wear a mask. I don't even know how to tell you that more seriously. Please wear a mask. Wear some shades. I just want you to stay healthy, my loves. And, well, remember, we have to all love each other. We're all equal. Black lives matter. Love is love. And please, my darlings, adopt, don't shop. Please sign petitions to close down wet markets. Darlings, take good care. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. <laughs>